I'm Debbie Mahilam, mom of four, Air Force vet turned passionate spiritual entrepreneur. And it wasn't all that long ago that I not only lacked the confidence, but the tools and understanding of how to manifest a limitless life. As an ICF accredited certified coach, I created Dear Debbie Dream Daringly to inspire, guide, and support you on the path to manifest your incomparable life. The universe absolutely led you here for a reason. So, if you want a life you love from the depths of your soul, create a life that makes an impact and live your daring dreams, then you're absolutely in the right place. I've got you covered. Let's welcome what is the highest good for all and get started. Welcome. Hi, welcome back to Dear Debbie Dream Daringly. Well, I gotta tell you, the last couple of days for me were meh. I wasn't feeling my best. Nothing was wrong per se. I just felt blah. And I was having a hard time shaking it. The good thing was I knew that this too shall pass. We all have an inherent understanding that the worst moments, days, weeks, seasons will ultimately pass. And conversely, that the best moments, days, weeks, and seasons will too. For me, I've always tried to be very cognizant of those moments because I understood that they're all fleeting. When I was 19, my mom passed away. And at that time, I understood that I needed to really start valuing the time and the moments I had with people and experiences that brought me joy. Unfortunately, I didn't learn though how to grasp being fully, fully present. We're all gonna have ups and downs. Those are inevitable. But because of my mom's passing, another thing I think it helped me realize was that without the lows, it's really hard to appreciate the highs. And if I'm being brutally honest, the most excruciating, gut-wrenching lows I've experienced, my mom's death being only one amongst them, has allowed me to feel the pinnacles of joy in my life on a much deeper level because of those awarenesses. You know, I heard someone say recently that they just wanted to live somewhere between the highs and the lows, somewhere where pain and happiness are equally manageable. But a therapist pointed out to them that if they look at a heart monitor, it's a series of highs and lows. And if they were to control those highs and lows like they wanted, what they'd have was a flat line. That hits, doesn't it? A life well lived is somewhere between those same series of highs and lows. 
And how ironically beautiful that we can visualize this with a heart monitor. Because if we were to live without those highs and lows, we'd have nothing but a flatline. We would flatline. Take that in. So what did I do with my not very good kind of blah days? Well, first, I acknowledged they weren't terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days. And that helped. And I moved through them, to be honest. They weren't awful, but as the days wore on, especially by midday yesterday, I knew the onus was on me. Certainly, I wanted to, quote-unquote, raise my vibration, but I first needed to find out why I was feeling that way. In fact, because the universe just doesn't play. In a training I attended yesterday morning, I heard this reminder from Patrice Washington. What is your process for processing? And that helped me recognize that I've been putting off my game the past few mornings, that I've been off my game. And that was a spotlight from up above, that my morning flow was off and that it had a cumulative effect on not only my day, but my mood, which ultimately had a domino effect on so many other things. And if I'm not careful and cognizant of what's happening, that can really spiral out. And before I know it, weeks can go by and things can get really messy for me. Before we go on, though, here's a time that I want to bring up a couple of terms that I'm sure you've heard, but I'd really like to explain a bit further. Because both of these terms are also really easy to fall into if we're not careful and cognizant. The first is what's known in the spiritual space as spiritual bypassing. Spiritual bypassing is when we're when we use our spiritual practices and beliefs to avoid confronting our emotions or avoid taking accountability of any mental health issues. If we're spiritual bypassing, we're meditating, praying, or using yoga or mindfulness to escape or suppress difficult emotions rather than dealing and working through them. So, I think of it this way. Here's the visual I describe it as. It's imagining you're walking in the rain. Now this is the healthy version first before I give you the spiritual bypassing version. We're walking in the rain, ugly crying. And ugly crying because we're processing and confronting our emotions identifying feeling our feelings and understanding what those feelings are trying to tell us. Then we come in from the rain, feeling called to meditate, pray, journal, or do whatever practices our process is for processing. 
Spiritual bypassing, on the other hand, is walking in the rain, clutching an open umbrella, refusing to get wet, and refusing to engage with our emotions. So we then go straight inside to pray, meditate, do yoga, journal, and bypass processing our feelings bypassing the downloads that allow the understanding that we need more support, whether that's from our peers or medical health professionals. Similarly, toxic positivity feeds on maintaining a positive outlook, no matter what the situation, and avoiding any negative emotions or experiences. If we're invalidating our anger, sadness, or frustration, you know, all the emotions that are messengers to promote an overly optimistic perspective that's leaning into toxic positivity territory. Okay, now that we're clear on that, I knew that I was off my game. So last night, I made sure to set myself up so that my evening and morning flows would go smoothly this morning to get back in the (laughs) flow. All right, bad pun, but you get what I'm saying. And what that looked like for me was that I turned off the blue light devices an hour before I went to sleep, set my alarm for this morning, because usually I wake up without needing it, but for the last couple few days, I didn't wake up without needing it, set out my workout gear, made sure my journal was on my nightstand next to my bed, along with some post-it notes, as well as doing a couple of other things that I did to round out my evening and morning flow. And just like how my morning flow can create a domino effect into my day or week if I let it, I have a very simple tool I use for myself and with my clients that helps us track and understand the choices we're making throughout the day that can affect the different aspects of our lives. It's a simple measuring tool that enables us to document and see how each of our simple choices throughout the day can quickly add up to create profound effects on not only our daily lives, but the overall quality of our lives, as well as the direction our lives are taking. It's been something that I've recently got away from using, and it shows. So obviously, after realizing that my processes for processing had started slacking, I realized that it was time to take back control for myself. So many of our choices, as you can see, are intertwined. But we can equally affect positive change quickly and efficiently by identifying and validating small actions where we've been lacking by then making small, consistent changes. Things like hydrating and exercising, for example. Now, this James Clear quote, author of Atomic Habits, sums it up perfectly. A slight change in your daily habits can guide your life to a different destination. 
Making a choice that is 1% better or 1% worse seems insignificant in the moment. But over the span of moments that make up a lifetime, these choices determine the difference between who you are and who you could be. Success is the product of daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformations. Let me read that last part again. Success is the product of daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformations. We've all had those days where we wake up feeling like we're carrying a heavy weight on our shoulders. Maybe something happened yesterday that's weighing on us, or maybe we just woke up feeling off. Whatever the reason, a meh day can feel tough to overcome. But with the right habits, strategies, mindset shifts, and tools, we can always turn things around. So again, we just need to acknowledge that it's okay to feel down sometimes. We're human, and we're not always going to feel 100%. So if you're having a meh day, take a deep breath and remind yourself that it's okay. And it's totally normal. Okay, now let's talk about some practical tools and techniques that can help us overcome the meh. Because just like I was reminded yesterday, we need a process for our processing. One of those processing techniques that can be incredibly helpful that we've all heard about is, ta-da, journaling. Taking a few minutes to sit down with a pen and paper and writing out how we're feeling by just putting our thoughts and emotions down on paper can help us gain clarity and perspective. It's powerful when we write that down, when we write it down from our own hand. It's been neuroscientifically proven that that really connects us on a deeper level than typing it out on the computer. Now, would I rather you type it in journal versus not journaling at all? Absolutely. That is proven too that it's better to journal in some form, but there is research that shows that by writing by our through our hand, that connection is more powerful to deliver more clarity and more grounding. So by just purely journaling, we can really process our feelings, our emotions, get in touch with our deeper inner wisdom and process the feelings we didn't, we might not even know we had. So I encourage you to not edit yourself, not worry about the grammar, not worry about what it is, whatever it is you want to say, just let it pour out onto the page. And you might not even want to read it back immediately. Take some time and space and come back to it. Maybe even before you go to bed, say some positive prayers, reach out to the divine, to whatever you declare to be your holiest of divine guidance, whether it's a God that you pray to or whatever guidance that you feel brought to and read those journal entries later in the day after you can separate your emotions. 
because sometimes I believe when we journal, we're really highly just letting it all out. And then later when we're more what I like to call the Juliet balcony, and I cannot, I can detach myself a little more emotionally and just read so I can come back with curiosity versus judgment or ego to see what it is I need to know. So another tool that can be equally effective is the visualization, closing our eyes and picturing ourselves in a happy, peaceful place, like a beach or a forest, or even a cozy room in our house. Whatever it is, we just need to imagine ourselves there and try to really feel the emotions that come with just being in that space that brings us that incredible, beautiful joy. And if we're feeling down because of a specific situation or problem, this is where it can be extremely helpful to break it down into smaller, more manageable steps. This is where we can ask ourselves, what's the next best smallest step I can take to move forward? Because by focusing on taking that next best smallest step, and then the next smallest step, and then the next, before we know it, We've made progress, and we can be feeling better about the situation. Okay, the mother of all tools that I genuinely believe can help us shift our mindset. You hear it everywhere these days, but for very good reason. Gratitude. I love gratitude. Just by taking a few minutes to make a list of things we're grateful for, and it can be something as simple as being thankful for being able to take a warm shower whenever you want, or that hot cup of coffee or tea in the morning. Focusing on these good things in our lives can help shift our mindset and bring us back to a more positive place. Here's the thing, though. The more specific we can be about the gratitude we're expressing will connect us rooting us even more by paying attention to the details and thinking more deeply about what we appreciate. We can increase our awareness of the good things in our lives and actually deepen our overall positive emotions. So when I say let's express our gratitude more specifically, I want you to imagine that thing you want to express gratitude about. Maybe it's someone you love. How could you say, I'm so appreciative of whomever it is you're thinking about? I'll use my daughter as an example. I'm so appreciative of the love my daughter shows me by doing small acts of love for me, by planning out an incredible family trip that we took, that she was so kind and generous in the time that she took to do that for showing me love by caring, her caring and concern 
for paying for my breakfasts and dinners sometimes on the trip, for ensuring that I was just as taken care of as she and her husband were. There's so much more detail I could go into, but I think you get the gist of what I'm saying. When we can specifically give examples of things like that, we're, we're really recognizing those small details and you can feel your heart open and expand and connect with the person for which we're showing the gratitude. Do you know there's been research studies showing, there's one in particular that I remember reading about when I was doing my neuroscience certificate program, two subjects, I believe it was a married couple placed in two different rooms and the researchers had them thinking loving thoughts about one another and they were hooked up of course to you know the monitors and the electrodes on the brain centers especially etc and one of the couple was told to think loving loving thoughts of encouragement and just sending love essentially to their partner in the other room the same place that the one subject's brain lit up who was sending all that happiness and love lit up in their partner's scans in the next room which shows the power of love and gratefulness. And if I remember to do this, apologies if I don't, I will link to that study because I thought that was just incredible because I genuinely believe that because in spirituality, we are always being taught to send light and love from our heart chakra to the world. And it shows the power of that. So be specific. Telling someone how you genuinely appreciate them can never be lost on them. Imagine how you would feel if somebody expressed that specific type of gratitude to you. Okay. Now here's the thing, we also need to recognize that taking good care of ourselves includes not only our emotional, mental, but our physical needs as well. We need to make sure we're eating nourishing foods, getting enough sleep, and moving our bodies. Even a short walk outside can do wonders for our mood and mindset. Want to connect with your inner wisdom and raise your vibration. Yep. We're being encouraged to take ourselves outside and connect with the miracle that is nature. I can attest to this one. Breathing in fresh air and letting go of what may be on our minds can create a dynamic mindset shift. Mood follows action. As we walk, we can allow ourselves to open 
up and connect with divine guidance so that we can ultimately hear the inner wisdom we all have within us. Okay, so now we've got some practical tools and techniques and some spiritual tools to put in our spiritual tool belts to help us overcome the myth. But remember, it's totally normal to feel blah sometimes. Let's be sure we're processing with our processes and checking in to see if our personal flows or routines, if you will, are off. And then pivot and course correct with some personal strategies to set us up so that we can operate our, our highest and best and the highest and best for all involved. Okay. One last thing. Would you mind sharing this episode with some of your friends? Maybe text the link to a few of your friends that you think would find it valuable. My mission is to grow this podcast and get it out in front of as many people who'd really benefit and be able to implement what they learn. I'd really appreciate that. So wherever you're listening, just click the share button and you can send it over to your friends. Thank you so very much from me to you in advance. As always, I'm sending an avalanche of light, love, and warm aloha to you. Till next week, remember, 